Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And I have Mr. Mark Lampson, President and Global Overlord of Selling here at Aslan Training and Development. And uh, we have a great topic today because we are, what, it was six, seven months into this crazy pandemic and mm-hmm. working remotely, selling remotely, selling virtually, whatever sort of label you want to put on it is here to stay. And so let's just check in today with some of the positives, some of the challenges, and some of the solutions to making that transition from field selling to inside sailing. But first, something cold and refreshing in your hand? Let's, let's hear about it. Yes, it is. What do you got? I'm a, I'm a summer fan as much as anyone. Mm. And I, I hate to do this. Oh, but, no, you're uh, not going to turn the corner, are you? We've had a little chill in the air in mm. New England recently. Yep. And I picked myself up a little package of the Shipyard Pumpkin Head oh, Ale. Oh my God, that is my favorite. Uh, beer. What am I reading? 4.5 ABV. Uh, it's a crisp, refreshing wheat ale with a delightful aromatics and subtle spice flavor. Now, I just have a can. I do not have the little cinnamon sugar ring on oh, my glass. Oh, you have to have the cinnamon sugar rim on Sorry. your glass. That's uh, the way. I'm going to have a little sippy of this. Perfect I, timing on a fall day. That is day. like the best tailgate beer available, mm-hmm. you know, because the, they got the chill in the air, the leaves are falling, and then the pumpkin head is just the, the beverage of choice. All right, let's go to a Monchito. I don't know if you've had this. You've had a lot of whalers in your career mm-hmm. of, of yeah. beverageizing. Yeah, and, I'm, not, um, I'm not familiar. Yeah, this is a Monchito. It is this tart pina colada inspired sour ale honors Whoa. its namesake with a rich tropical aroma followed by, followed closely by a juicy pineapple body and a lingering coconut finish. I have like, to admit, I'm staying in summer and you're leaving. I have summer. to admit, not on my whiteboard, doesn't hit my rad. No? I'm, I'm unreceptive. Oh, wow. Okay. Tell me how I, it is. Tell I feel like I'm is. on an island somewhere. That's what, that's what that does to me. So let's crack that. I'm going to be going with a 5% ABV. All right. Oh, are you hearing that? That sounds good. I see it, but I don't hear it. Okay. It's a little little far from the mic. Is it? All right. Well, Well, I think you have the mic. I think you have the mic focused on voices versus beer pouring. That looks good. That's probably true. All right. Well, good. Mm. As I sip my first sip, let's talk about this because we, we, um, you know, we've been at this for, I guess, since what, mid-March, everybody's kind of been holed up in basements and attics and working from home. And, you know, selling remotely has has definitely, uh, A, come to stay, but B, brought a lot of challenges with it. And so we kind of thought we'd stop, pause, and and, and those of you that are sort of not driving around anymore and, and listening to this uh, while working out or walking, uh, you, you know, Let's talk about some of the positives that came out of this, and then we'll get into the challenges and maybe some possible solutions. But there are some good things that come from working from home and working, you know, you, you have more time on your hands, right? I mean, let's start with that. There's more yeah. time to, to do research and, and, and learn about the clients we're going to call on. Yeah, you know, I'm, and I think we're really speaking to those traditional field salespeople. That's right. Uh, that yeah. have been used to driving around. I mean, you know, I know we're dating ourselves. <laughs> date you especially because you are older than me. And uh, what true. did you have for a company car? Taurus? I, I had a Ford Taurus, uh, and I yeah. also had a Pontiac Grand Prix at one point. I nice. mean, that was a hot rod. Yeah. 
So you get a Taurus, you know, way back. You got your Taurus. Yeah. You got your you got your milk crate. You were probably wearing a, a, a suit or a tie. I, I was. Those days. Both. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, is cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for those of who have done that, there's a lot of differences. And, and we can get upset and frustrated with all the technology and people don't talk to us and all the challenges that you know are happening, which we'll talk about in a second. But in any situation, I think it's healthy to have gratitude and be appreciative of what's good. What's good about this change? And you know, it depends who you're talking to. I've talked to some people that think it's going to come back totally normal. Uh, some people think it's going to be a long time. I, I would I would say my prediction, I know I'm going out on a limb here. Uh, I would say that you know, remote selling is here to stay to some extent. I think customers have gotten more used to it. I think organizations see the benefits to them of it. So for all of us people who don't use the phone, don't consider ourselves part of, you know, an inside sales rep, whatever that even means anymore. Right. Uh, there's some positives and you've mentioned one, but, you know, yeah. we're, we're just, we don't have to drive. We don't have to drive to the office, from the office, drive to our customers, show up early to beat traffic, figure out parking, get into the lobby, give your three forms of ID, sign in, they call upstairs, they come downstairs, then you go in, then you get coffee. I mean, this is what happens to go have a meeting. Yeah. All that's gone. Yeah. I pick up the phone, I say, hi, Joe, and we're talking in, in 10 seconds. Well, in the time thing's interesting for me because depending on, you know, time of quarter, time of, of, of day, you are, your work-life balance could be significantly improved or, you know, if you're not careful, it could go the other way where you're mm -hmm. just working all the time, right? Because work is always available and, you know, it happens many times a week, you know, I'll hear the door open upstairs and dinner's ready and it's like seven o'clock and you're like, where did the day go? You know, you just, you just kept going and going and going. So you got to be careful I mean, about that. I really, think. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, how many days are you really working? At well, it happened you know? yesterday. I, mean, I just wanted to highlight that in front of my boss. I thought that was appropriate. Is that wrong? How long? Yeah. That's a, when was the last <laughs> time we put it on a little graph? A little graph. It happened in uh, in 2018 once as okay. well. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, a lot more time. Yeah, a lot more time, uh, and, and you got to balance it, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's easy to. It's easy to just go up and do a little email. It's not so mm -hmm. much time. It's not, it's not the time. I don't know where this falls on the positives and negatives. It's just an is. There's a benefit to working from home. You're at home. You're with your family more. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell people it's not the time it takes to go upstairs and check your email. I'm using upstairs as a metaphor. You go downstairs. I go upstairs. Yep. Having you know our office space. It's not the time that it takes. It's the it's the brain cells that it spins up because yeah. you go read an email. And you're like, something to do tomorrow now you're thinking about it go yep. be present go be with your family go shut it off it'll be there tomorrow so yeah the positive that. though is you know you have more time to prepare for calls to be ready and we'll get into some of what that means in terms of how you prepare for calls uh in the solution section but that the, the, there's definitely just no lost time commuting no lost time on planes trains yeah. and automobiles it's it's just you can touch more customers so so you can touch a lot more customers proactively uh, you can send more emails, you can make more phone calls, you can schedule more half hour meetings in a day right. when they're on Zoom versus half an hour meetings that are across town or across the state or whatever, period. Yeah. And the other thing is a lot of customers want you to be available. A lot of customers say, hey, I don't want you to, hey, I don't need to call me, but when I call you, I need you to respond. That's hard to do when you're driving around and mm. your company has a, you can't call, you can't use your phone while you're driving policy, but now you're sitting at your desk. You instantly get a cell phone office call. 
email, text, you can generally drop what you're doing and reply and be in front of your tools versus driving and say, I got your message. I, I'm not sure about your order. When I get back to the office, I'll check on it. You are mm -hmm. in the office 100% of the time. So a lot of benefits for the customers. There's tools that are available to you. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I know doing an in-person presentation with a slide deck is what we're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. uh, I know they're there. I know they're looking at you, but are they really with you? And there are tools that use properly. We can engage people more. I can mm -hmm. tell you statistically, we're, we do training. So we're a training company. We've done training in person for a long time. We've all of a sudden done everything virtually. Some of our initial clients, and I would have bet against this, have said 75% of the participants prefer the virtual workshop hmm. than in person, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a scary thought, yeah. but it's a, it's a good thing. So the point is you have some tools that can actually make it better engagement with the customer than, than, than worse. Uh, and those tools, one of the benefits... You can record calls. You can record the Zoom meetings. If you're not doing that today, take advantage of that. I, I love it. I love Customer, it. I mean, again, this happened the other day. She said, somebody said, oh, you know, uh, you know Sue's going to be a little late to the, to the start, but let's go ahead and get started. And I just said, would you, would you like me to record the call? And then I can, we can just give it to her. She said, oh, that'd be great. And I could send it to my director and we could sort of look at a couple of pieces and say, great. You don't have to take as many notes. You can do whatever oh you gosh, want. Yeah. Yeah. So that's super easy. You can get your, your presentation to more people. The other thing is you can send it to your boss and he or she can coach you. Yes. Or if you are a boss or if you are a sales manager, ask your reps to record it. It makes it super easy to, to be involved and really help. It's, it's a major improvement in development, especially when reps can see themselves. Just, there's no comparison. So Absolutely. Great. A lot yeah. of positives. And of course, let's not forget, uh, you know, what we save money on. We save money. We actually have to sell less because we save money on clothes and the laundromat and you know, going to the, the cleaners. Certainly on pants. I mean, you, you probably just need to look good from the waist up. So you have That's some right. nice shirts, but you're in shorts That's and right. I can't even see what you're wearing there. But is that a Speedo? I, I don't mm -hmm. know what that is. It looks very, very small. You know, I think um, that's over the line. I just got a little comfortable. The Speedo is small. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's exactly right. The Speedo is yeah. it's very short. Yes. Thank you for now tucking your legs back under your desk for me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's key. Like for those that, you know, were selling 30 years ago and used to phone or face-to-face, -face, this in-between world of virtual and Zoom and, you know, this capability to use tools and record these calls it's also very different and, and there are so many positives that come from that. So and the that, reason know, we share those is to embrace those. You might be feeling down because of this new approach to selling mm -hmm. and there's some challenges, which we'll cover, but embrace the positives, be grateful for the positives, take the pressure off yeah. and leverage some of these things to your advantage in terms of the time and the tools and the money on clothes. And I do think, uh, you know, the recording of calls, both for the client themselves, but also for the coaching aspect is not to be dismissed. That is, if you're a sales manager out there listening, you really need to get your team starting to do that because we've got clients that are really um, taking their coaching to another level than when they were, you know, trying to ride around and catch, capture a couple notes in the passenger seat of a car after a call. That's, that's uh, one way to do it. There's, uh, there's, a, there's potentially a better way with these recordings. So, all right, well, that's, that's a pretty good list of positives, but there are challenges. There are, you know, some negatives to this. And 
we don't want to glance over those. Um, so let's, let's talk about some of those and then we'll get into some of the solutions. So what, what do you see for negatives? Well, I mean, it's the obvious ones. It's, it's, it's just different. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just different than face-to-face. Uh, we've said for a long time before Zoom was ever around, people will do things on the phone to you that they would never do in person. Yeah. In terms of, you know, especially, especially in the new business side, calling people you don't know, they're rude, they're curt, uh, they're short. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's not even really the phone. It's just when we're not together and, and this can happen at a red light. Yes. You know, Right, right. We're, we're, I don't know what we are. We're 10 feet apart from each other at a red light. If I'm driving and someone else driving next to me and someone kind of swerves and cuts me off and comes up to the red light, they honk their horn. They give me the big finger and they're just like mad. And, and part of me wants to say, I'm not encouraging road rage. I'm like, I, I have a feeling if we were standing up in the road right now, 10 feet apart, you wouldn't behave that way. I don't right. think you would. Right. So when we're not together, we behave differently. We lose the intimacy. It's hard to, it's harder to connect. Relationships take longer. It's harder to get their attention, keep their attention when you're not standing in front of them. Yeah, we talked about the tools, but I really can't make someone look at me or my slides because I just can't, I can't move my body around. I'm, only, I'm stuck at my camera. And yeah. uh, I do think there's a fair amount of business that's, that's, that's done. I, I don't think... I think the market's changing in terms of relationships. I think we need to develop a business relationship mm -hmm. and develop value in the business relationship first before it's a wine and dine and golf thing. Yeah. I think that, I think that pendulum has been swinging for some time. I mean, I can't, I mean, I love to do business with my friends, but there's so much pressure on business that I just can't, I just can't give business to my friends unless they're really bringing value. And right. so but but that still goes away because when you do have a long-term customer, I do think there's a benefit to getting out the course or going to a ball game or, you know, just having dinner and talking and talking outside of business. That's not happening. Mm -hmm. That's not happening. So, yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> one of the things that, that this has forced, I guess, to just give a little positive on, you know, before when it was phone or face to face and there was this there wasn't much of this you know zoom you know using using video conferencing you know it, it took a while to build that relationship what i'm noticing just with the you know i've i call on clients and i've got some 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 folks that when i see them and they see me face to face on these zoom meetings the relationship builds a little faster they do ask questions like how are you feeling you you know, you had a rough August where you were sick. Like they, they see you look better. Like there is still a face-to-face -face piece of it that I, that I think, you know, has come out of this because I don't know how many sales reps were using Zoom to sell before March 15th, right? I don't think a lot of them were. Now they all have to, right? So I think that's a positive that is a relationship builder, but it's still not quite the same as what you're talking about when you've mm -hmm. got a long-term relationship and I want to go to dinner and you know, just, you know, how are the kids and all that sort of thing. And, and, uh, and that part of it, you know, that part of it is missing and hopefully we'll come back at some point. Now it, there, it is easier to avoid drinking and driving too when you sell remotely. I mean, you can definitely start happy hour a little earlier and heavier as we, uh, are. I'm not going to re we're not going to reveal what time we're actually recording this podcast, but let's just say it's, uh, it's during normal business hours. <laughs> is it before or after lunch? But well, we're not going to say that. Okay, it's, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it is five o'clock. And this is a Especially global in... podcast. Did you look at our 
Did you look at our listeners? There's people in New Zealand. I mean, this has reach. So It does. Yes. And, and Europe is already at cocktail hour. So good for them. Uh, yeah. Uh, so lots of challenges. I think there's, I'll line up behind uh, what we've recently produced. Thanks mm. to Tom yeah. and you uh, are five colossal challenges. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to just skip the podcast because you're getting tired of listening to this banter yeah. and you want to go to five colossal challenges of virtual, um, just type those words in and you'll get our five colossal challenges of selling virtually and just uh, look through it. It lays it out really good. Let's, I thought maybe we try to do it in just a couple of minutes and say, here's, here's the things and here's what the, here's what the, yeah, let's break it down because there are, there are, there are five major challenges. And by mm-hmm. the way, the way we the way we put this ebook together, um, it also leads you to each one of these you can dive into and spend some significant time learning. But let's let's just touch on each of the five, and um, and I'll interject a couple of other resources as we go through each one. But the first and foremost one is, you know, we kind of talked about this up top, like the diminished receptivity of, you know, the receiver of the call, the the, the customer, the prospect. There's, there's no question um, to your point of, uh, you know, when you're not face-to-face with somebody, it's a lot easier to treat them poorly, <laughs> right? There is diminished receptivity. And so that is a challenge and let's recognize that. But how do you overcome it? How do you, what's a good way to overcome someone who's not receptive? We talk about this on the podcast all the time, right? Well, exactly. I mean, uh, all the time. And people are most receptivity, people are emotionally closed. I, I personally believe that, that this pandemic has more, created more stress on people than we all would lead ourselves to believe. I mean, yeah, you know, question. a lot of us, there's a lot of people, people first of all, 200,000 people have lost their lives just in the United States. I forget the number globally. There's, there's thousands and thousands more that are sick. People have lost loved ones. People are out of work. People, it's just, it's just this is, I think we forget, this is just the world's upside down. Mm. There's a lot of us listening to this call that have a job because we sell, because we can do it remotely, because we don't have to go to an office, and because we have a company that continues to do business, um, it's it's easy to say, well, you know, geez, this year isn't so bad. I have more time at home, and I've 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 had more dinners at home, and I have I've had more time with my kids. We played more games and had more dinner. But I think if we all looked back, we realized there's more stress on us than we realize because stuff is freaking screwed up and you get questions from your kids that I just can't answer. Hey, we're going to have a basketball season this year, dad. (laughs) I have no idea. What I'm really thinking is probably not. And now what happens? Because this is what you wanted to do for forever. And so people are, are, are closed. They're emotionally closed. And you know, our formula for that, we say that there's two things that move someone from closed. The, the, the harder we try to sell, the more we try to logically give them a reason to talk to us and yep. push on a case study, the more closed they become. Therefore, it's about shifting the focus. Our mindset to talk to a customer is not about selling. It's about getting them to be open and listening to what we have. When I want to argue with my wife, which I don't want to argue, but we have an argument coming mm-hmm. or brewing. The harder I try to make my point and give her the three reasons why I'm right and she's wrong, the more she digs in versus the back and say, no, 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 no. What I want to do is have open, honest conversation or relationship. And that's where we learn. That's where we change and grow. And so those two keys, we know the two keys. It's remove the pressure and make them the priority. 
And so we'll, we talk about it in all these things. Drop the rope. Not sure, if we're, not sure if we're relevant. I know you have a lot going on with COVID. Um, we may or may not be something, somebody that can help you. I'm not sure what's a priority for you right now. And the priority is about just leading with what's on their whiteboard. It's a mindset thing that says, be them. Here's something we don't say a lot that I would say to every single person listening. Your product and service is much less important to the person you're calling than, than you think it is. Your product and service that you're selling is a lot less important to the customer than you think it is. And we forget that. Yeah. Um, and when we, when we embrace that they have a lot going on and I don't mean just say, Oh, you seem really busy in a patronizing sort of way. Yeah. I mean, really say, look, th- this may even, this, this may not work, but here's why I'm calling you. So pressure, remove pressure, make them the priority. Yeah. Helps drive the receptivity, which, which really is number is, is, is part of number two. Specifically yeah. that receptivity makes it more difficult to get a meeting. Without question. Yeah, it, it, it is really a challenge to get the meetings, but there are many ways, and you just started to touch on them with removing the pressure and making them a priority. But there's another key ingredient of helping you get more meetings, and, and it has to do with a whiteboard we've talked about before. What, uh, what can our listeners gain from knowing what's on their customer's whiteboard? That's the mindset thing. Mm-hmm. When you get ready to reach out, reflect. What am right. I leading with? Am I, am I getting ready to write an email, leave mm-hmm. a voicemail, or when someone answers and say, hey, you know, what, what's up? Uh, am I getting ready to lead with me and my solution? Well, we offer a program that helps you save 30% in your costs and me, 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 me. Or are we leading with what's on their whiteboard? Yeah. A metaphor. Uh, it's yeah. a metaphor. Um, it means I try to say to our team this: when you call somebody, what have they been in a meeting about internally in the last two or three weeks that a topic has come up? And if that topic has gotten talked about, yeah. that's something on their either physical or mental whiteboard. Right. Start with that. A lot of companies where we just did this with a with a firm who's having success in in changing. Uh, you know, they're a cleaning company and, and they're talking about what well, we clean and we disinfect and we have, that's great. But what we've done is we really said, yeah, but a, a lot, what the real deal is we, if we talk to the customer, we've said, geez, a lot of small business owners actually are really are trying to look at all their contracts and cancel contracts because they don't know, they don't want to be committed to anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Now that translates into how we do business and that's later, but we start with their whiteboard. So that's all start with the well, whiteboard. And, and, and by starting with it, you can develop this, this sort of other centered, um, you know, pitch or this other centered um, position is the word we're looking for. This other centered position that, (laughs) that um, I think when, when you brought up email, right? I think email is a great way to make an initial connection. And if written properly will work, uh, you know, even better than a quote unquote cold call or voicemail, because you can take your time and think about what's on their whiteboard. What's something that might be a little bit disruptive that might get their attention. And then you can introduce something that's proprietary to your, to your solution. And it can be very well organized and very concise in an email. And we've actually written another ebook, which I'll promo here, uh, how to write irresistible emails that get you more meetings, because this is the new, this is the new biggest business weapon I think salespeople have is writing effective emails. So I think you've, you've, you've got more time 
you can be more prepared, you can be more pensive and think about what you want to say and put it in a really concise, effective mm -hmm. email that will get you much better results. So I think yeah. that's a, a real positive solution that comes out of this challenging time. Do you have a comment on that, Mark? Why, so you can drink your beer? Yes, thank you. <laughs> no, I don't have a comment. <laughs> no formal comment on that. I agree. Yeah, that makes I sense. I see. Okay. I make sense, I think is what you're saying. I'm just still backing up on a couple of things you said about my pauses. Like, well, that one actually shouldn't be di di dismissed. Like the other one should be dismissed. I'm kind of a little still hurt. I don't know. I'm going to come to our next podcast request. You're, yeah, you're a little sensitive. Declining. Uh, look, these people are getting tired of this. There's, there's another one, the third one. Yep. Uh, when we do talk to people, discovery is harder. We get less information. Mm -hmm. Customers are more guarded. Back to this receptivity thing. And so when we're doing discovery, there's a lot of things to do. Here's the focus. Position the reason why you're asking the questions. Yeah. Position the question with, I'll just say, tell me what you're doing to differentiate yourself from your competitors. Say, you know, what we're seeing is, I guess I'm using a, a recent company I worked with that does commercial cleaning. And they're saying, hey, we're seeing a big change where customers are paying much more attention to the cleanliness scores and reviews of of, of restaurants and other retail space. It's a, yep. it was like a, it was like this afterthought, like, yeah, 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 everything's clean. No, no, now there, there's something being out, there's something in the market that says customers are looking to see the cleanliness uh, and, and it's different. And so when we ask them, what are they doing differently? If you just ask someone, what are you doing differently from your competitors to, to attract business? They're like, I don't know, like, I don't know, not, you know, whatever we're marketing. But when you say, we're seeing this change in the market. We're seeing customers care more about this uh, and wanting to know if and how you're responding to it. Now the customer says, well, that's a great idea. I never really thought about it. Now I want to talk about that. So when we ask it one way without a position, they're like, none of your business can go yes, away because right. we always assume you're, you're poking at something yeah. versus, um, you know, versus, going on the other side and say, this is the reason I'm asking. There's some insight, I'm knowledgeable, I'm curious about how I can best help you. That's more critical when you're doing a phone call or a Zoom meeting versus your body language in person can lean in. And again, they'll do things and people will do things on the phone they would never do to you in person. Right, right. Yeah. Just starting with that mindset of why is it in the customer's best interest to answer this question before you ask the question? will get you much better results. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll uncover things like hidden things like their, you know, what are their concerns? Maybe there was a history with your company they're not telling you about. Maybe there's a relationship they have with a competitor that, that they may not want to share. Maybe they're hiding decision makers from you. All those things, when you ask properly with their best interest in mind, uh, you may be able to dig and, and find more truth there. So uh, as we move to number four, it's really a lot harder to demonstrate value uh, in some cases. And, and so there's, there's some solutions, some ideas. We've talked about some of these before, um, but how do you deliver, you know, better value when you're in a virtual world? I have no idea. Yes, you do. You are the king of knowing this stuff. Let's just be honest. I thought I was Bill the global it. overlord. Did I just you, get a promotion or a demotion? Uh, What's the, where does that what? rank? I don't know. I okay. don't know which is higher. I would say global overlord is the highest. So yeah, we, we just certainly if you have a product, uh, this is significantly different. You mm -hmm. can't walk in with the product and say, mm -hmm. here, touch, feel, demo, try it out. 
Uh, you can still ship it and get it to them and let them do it, but that's a, that's a much different experience. Mm-hmm. Now, so when you're in that portion of selling remotely and you're a field salesperson who's been used to doing it in person and now you're doing it over the phone or in Zoom, uh, it's harder for sure. Yeah. The bottom line is we have to be better at verbally building value versus physically building value, if that makes any sense. So our words count. Uh, And here's, here's a couple of things to keep in mind. Let's go back to the mindset. Here's two words that we've learned a few years ago. Not that we learned those words, but we really, we really, we we researched. We were the couple of firms and we, we tested this and the response to starting a recommendation or a presentation with two words has a dramatic impact on their likelihood to embrace that recommendation. And those two words, because we're focused on the customer and they're the priority, is because you. Mm-hmm. So when we finish discovering, we tell them, this is where you are, this is what you're telling me, is that right? Great. We start with, well, because you said this, or because this is the case, versus here's the four things I want to tell you about my product or service that marketing thinks important. Who cares? Right, right, right. I want to, when, I, when I start with because you, I'm forcing myself to follow with this is what you said, and now, therefore, here's a benefit to my recommendation. Yeah. Just start there. So yeah. just start with because you. And the other thing that I, that I see happening that, that we've seen for a long time, something that's been in place for forever is, is we have two sides of our brain of logic and emotion, mm-hmm. right? And those things both go into making decisions, even technical decisions or medical decisions, financial decisions, things that seem completely logical. If you ask, and we have, Ask decision makers what makes them make a change or a shift. It's that something emotionally happened. Right. And so, you know, a lot of us know that a lot of us buy life think life insurance is a good thing, but we <laughs> buy it when we have our first kid. Hey, now something's actually happened in my life. Um, or, you know, we get, I got LoJack for my truck after it got stolen the first time and it never got stolen again. So, there's things that cause us. Now, we can't cause those situations in people's lives, but we can emotionally help them experience what you're talking about. And we use a concept called work pictures. Again, we're just highlighting things that are in your five colossal challenges of selling virtually. And a word picture means taking something that might be a little uh, difficult to understand or really experience you know, what you're trying to communicate or convince them or share. Um, but a word picture gives them an analogy unrelated. And, and I'll share the one that I just happened to see. It. It's just in my head. I can't get out of my head. Tom, was, Tom shares in this article about, if you don't read it, uh, that someone started to vape. And he said, hey, how is vaping? You know, uh, is vaping, <laughs> as I compare to smoking cigarettes? And the guy said, have you ever had turkey bacon? Yeah. And he says, what's the deal? Not as good, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, I'd rather have, it's, it's bacon, but I'd rather have the real thing. He says, exactly. Yeah. So instantly, even though I don't smoke, even though I don't even know what that are even talking about, I completely get what he means because we all, I have the same impression of bacon versus turkey bacon. Yeah. It's bacon. It's fine. But I'd rather have bacon. Yeah. Yeah. It, t- it takes something maybe complicated or, or something that someone doesn't understand and puts it in terms that they do. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very useful uh, tool to, to, to leverage. Um, 
Now, All they, right. They take time. You don't just make them on the fly. It's something, right. again, if you're home, you think Build about those. what are the things I try to convince about my product, that it's easier, that it's faster, that it's safer, mm-hmm. that it saves time, whatever. There's, there's those benefits. And, and this is where marketing, your marketing department can help you. Regardless, this is harder remotely and you can take time to do these and have notes in front of you when you're presenting. Yep. Last Good. one, all this stuff is virtual, right? That's the last thing. It's exactly hard. Right. It's hard yeah. to get people to pay attention. Hey, pay attention. Are you, are you paying attention to me? Are I am. You, are you? No, I'm, I am. You can't I, make people pay attention to you. I, I am a, paying in attention. A, in, a, in a virtual session. Ma, you're checking, you're, you're checking, me. you're checking Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, no, so uh, the short story here, again, there's some, I forget what podcast that was, we talked about these, but but the bottom line is movement counts, keeping people engaged. Virtual selling is not about, hey, let's get on a Zoom call and let me turn on slides and have them sit there the whole time because that is god-awful boring. Yes. So, so there's a mix. Think about movement. Think about change. Here's a couple of short tips. One, think about just what your online brand is. When someone comes and looks at you, is your, is your background messy? Does it look like you're in your bedroom? And even if you are, that's fine. But make the background look like it's decent and professional. And your yeah. light, you don't need to spend a lot of money. Just take stock of what you have and just get it right and get your, get your camera angle right so you look good. Make sure, uh, you know, we will say, make sure the, the cover matches the book. Yeah. Uh, and so then they I look at have, that like, oh, this looks like a fool, but you're not. Go ahead. Well, and this one guy literally was was transitioning. This is, you know, three, four months ago, transitioning into a home office. And he was literally working in his basement that was unfinished. So there is, there is just junk everywhere. So he used a virtual background. And so I never knew what his basement looked like. And it was actually one of those backgrounds that it looked like a bank vault or something behind it. It was totally mm-hmm. canned. Like you just, but it was a conversation starter. And I know there's a lot of people that think, you know, virtual backgrounds are garbage and and shouldn't be used. But this was an interesting way where he had his face was a train wreck and he could not just show that. So if you have that sort of scenario, there are virtual backgrounds and certain tools like Zoom do allow for a a decent look behind you. Um, So so all is not lost if you don't if you have to work out of your bedroom or or a basement. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and then as you're going, I think the last thing to, to put a bow on that is that it's it's about it's about movement. Yeah. Keep it moving. So show a slide. If you're going to have a discussion about the slide, turn the slides off and go back to seeing everyone on the screen and talk to people. Pay a special attention to you know, the people who are talking. If you want to set it up so the person who's talking, you can see them. But you want to see everybody. When they come off of mute, people are on mute. When you see one of the best, easiest things to do is to watch people on mute and they come off of mute, that means they want to say something. Yeah. And, yeah. and in, in person, you'd see them get ready to say or move forward. But on virtual, it just means their mute button goes off. And so say, hey, hey, Chris, I saw you came off of mute. Do you want to say something? And they're, yeah. they're paying attention. Uh, having a couple of polls, phenomenal thing. People yeah. love polls. Watch them. They will physically lean forward. Not a ton. What are polls? Two purposes. Icebreakers. Hey, what's the benefit of being virtual or just whatever. Just something that gets them kind of laughing. There's no wrong answer. And the other thing is it helps maybe prove a point. If you're trying to set up a problem, you say, well, how, how, how big is this problem? You know, how many people have this problem? People say yes, no, or percentages. Polls, videos. Yeah. Bandwidth is good. If bandwidth is good, sharing some type of short video to demo your product or to do something 
people lean in and pay attention. I watch people's faces. 100% are watching the video 100% of the time because, sorry, but it's way more interesting than you are as a salesperson. Yeah. And if you have the ability to go to the share advanced and set up a second camera and move over to a little $20 investment of a little hanger and a flip chart that you put on your, on your, on your office wall, I cannot believe the number of people that stop and say, that's awesome. And they were there and they, I feel like I'm with you. So go yeah. over to a flip chart and draw something and get their list or illustrate something has a big impact to, to overcoming the fact that this is all virtual. I, and I think the bottom line is that we just threw a lot at, at you guys, but um, the bottom line on this one is you can't wing this, right? I mean, you, you, this takes mm. time and preparation. You got to get good at these things, leveraging these tools, practice your craft and make sure um, that the cover matches the book that you are absolutely portraying um, the right you when you're, when you're uh, making these presentations. Well, this has been quite a long podcast. I think we, it has. I think we, well, that's what happens when you wing it. I mean, I, you wing this, you called me five I, minutes before and said, Hey, grab a beer. Let's do a podcast. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I expect a lot out of you. Totally disrespectful of my, my that time. I, I do disrespect you, but I do value your opinion. I, I oh, that's that, fair. That we'll settle with that. And the feeling's <laughs> mutual. <laughs> well, this is good. Well, make sure you guys uh, share this, uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever you, uh, whatever platform you uh, enjoy for all your podcasts, share it with your friends, drop a comment down below and tell us what you want to hear in future podcasts. Cause we do love doing these. We certainly love the beer. I'm jealous. I don't have that pumpkin in front of me. But uh, I'll make amends next. I week. don't either it's anymore. It's not. It's not in front of me. It's kind of like inside of me. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mark, thanks for joining, and we'll see you guys next week on another episode of Ales with Aslan.